Welcome to Sunshine Graces with Podcast Nun. My name is Sister Ave Clark. I am a Dominican sister from New York. I am happy you can join me today. Hi, everybody. This is Podcast Sister Ave, and I have one of my sunshine friends today, Liz Fabliss. I'm so happy that you're with me for this wonderful conversation on peace, Liz. How do you feel being here? I feel absolutely wonderful. When I got the phone call, I was just so super excited. I'm humbled, obviously, because I know this podcast for you is a labor of love. So Mm -hmm. for me to be invited to be part of it is a blessing. Well, one of the reasons I asked you, Liz, I find you a very peaceful person. And today, instead of being talking about being a peacemaker, I'd like to talk about being a peace giver. Mm. What do you think of that? There's a twist. There, there's a good twist. I, I like it. I like the concept, and I, I think I see where you're going. I'm not going to try to anticipate your questions, but I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, let, let's explore that a little bit. All right. Well, I was thinking sometimes when you say the word make, it's like, I don't want to force people. Mm-hmm. So I took the word give after peace, like be a peace giver offer people so what do you think of that peace offering i like that mostly because you can't control other people correct you can only control yourself you can only be responsible for yourself and accountable for what you do what you give and the energy that you put forth so i can give as much as i set my mind to i can't make you receive it as a matter of fact, if I try to make you receive it or if I expect you to receive it, I could be disappointed because maybe you just don't want to. There it is. I think people stay connected to a peace giver. Well, you know, we think of words, deeds, and actions. So, Liz, what would be some words that a peace giver would use in a conversation or even a dispute? A peace giver, I think, talks a lot about uh, self-love. A peace giver talks about accountability and responsibility, uh, not just to other people, but to yourself. Uh, I believe a peace giver would would just talk about tranquility, genuineness, um, accepting yourself emotionally and spiritually. So self-acceptance would be some words that I would use if I were a peace giver. You know, isn't it interesting, as you were saying that, the word that jumped out that you said is tranquility. Mm -hmm. Almost like that is a peaceful word. Yes. Like, why can't we have a difference of opinion peacefully? Sometimes we're all holding on, but you put a tranquil word into somebody and they can kind of come a little bit closer. Now again, what would be some peaceful actions that we could do in our world? Uh, Generosity, generosity of deed, generosity of spirit. I have found over the course of this very challenging and difficult year, One of the most important things that anybody has ever done for me, you included, Sister Abe, and I thank you for this, is just to reach out. Send a text, send an email, make a phone call. You don't have to have a long, elaborate, you know, contentious conversation. How you doing? Do you need anything? Uh, What can I do for you? Do you wanna pray together? Uh, Do you just wanna talk about something? Yes or no? conversation short and the person on the other end is saying I'm not alone Mm. I feel good I'm not alone I I do have support I like that Liz because as you were even sharing I wish people could see Liz's face you engage people yeah 
And what a beautiful gift that is, that we need to engage each other in a, in a peaceful way. Mm -hmm. Now, there are many things in, in our world, not just in the United States, but all around the world, that definitely do need peace. Yeah. What is one that you feel that we need to address in a much better way? Well, I guess we have to talk about the, uh, the what is it, the uh, million pound gorilla in the room, and it's race relations. It's it's just the, the, the mindset behind acceptance of one another because of our skin color. Like, it, it just blows my mind because it's just such a benign idea to me to look at you and really not like you because of your lack of melanin. <laughs> like, if you think about just how absolutely bizarre the concept is, we're created, some are created with more melanin, some are created with less. And that has literally become a tie that has divided people. And it's so simplistic to me when there are so many other things in the world that we could really be focusing on. I often think like um, God created gardens and all the flowers, if they were the same color, how boring. So you boring. see a bouquet somebody brings you and the variety of flowers and the colors and the fragrance. Mm -hmm. And my feeling in life is that diversity mm -hmm. is really a gift. You know, the colors, the background, the different faiths we have, all of that, if we blend it together, we would have a beautiful world. And that's what, to me, harmony is about. Mm -hmm. It's about bringing everyone together you know no matter what yeah. but I, I think you and I realize that that's a deep-seated over generations and years and years but it is something that we have to be able to look at each other and see go. each other's yeah. heart diversity cannot exist without acceptance and understanding diversity cannot exist on its own in on an island we have to be open to accepting understanding listening to each other so that at the end of the day, maybe we don't agree, but at least we know where everyone is coming from. I, uh, John Lewis, I, always, I never met him in person, but I feel like I've met him through seeing him on TV yeah. or his books. And he would, he would say that there's the bridge mm -hmm. and take the long walk. Yeah. In other words, like we're not going to settle this in a, in a day. But you know what? Along the way, when you take a walk, you greet people. We greet people. I wouldn't want everybody to look like me or feel like me, but we greet people. And why I would like us to look into the heart and the eyes and the essence of who we all are. How do you feel about that? I agree because what I have found just as, uh, as I've matured into adulthood is we would be very surprised at how many challenges, struggles, hardships, and, and even good moments we all actually share. We are, we're really not that different. Our we histories are different. Of course, our appearances are different. And everybody has their stuff. I'm not taking away from anyone's particular challenges, obstacles, or history. What I'm saying is, if you put it all together and we have a conversation about it, I think there would be so many aha moments about, wow, you, you went through that too? Mm -hmm. Or you feel that too? Or, and you know what? You just brought up, Liz, the whole thing. If we had a conversation, not a talking at each other, mm -hmm. but a conversation where we would sit down and we would find the beautiful gift of harmony and unity. Mm -hmm. Now, my next thought is, is, you know, attitudes about women in life. You know, where do you see women as peace givers? 
I think women have always been that way, maybe not using those terms, but I mean, we're nurturers, right? We are the ones that are in the middle of the ruckus and the chaos, and we're trying to balance it out. We're trying to make, you know, our families happy while we're working and trying to make people at work happy while we're trying to make ourselves happy. And we have developed so many different resources and tools so that we, we don't go stark raving mad <laughs> because of everything that we have to deal with. I think we're all women. Our strength is unimaginable to me. And you know, I think a woman's strength, and I found it in you, Liz, that you're a, you're a beautiful listener. And you know, when we listen, it's not just what we hear, mm -hmm. it's what we understand right. about one another. So if you would look at like the young girls, the young little girls growing up now, what would be the wish for them to be, what kind of listener would you like them to be? I would like them to be discerning and intentional in their listening. But what I want most for them is to listen, but still be able to maintain their opinions and their voice. Just because you don't like what someone has said as you listen, doesn't mean you can't challenge them. You have every right to, as they do you. Just do it respectfully and have details, points, data, research. Don't just disagree just because you heard somebody just, you know, yeah. say they don't disagree. And I like that. I think if we listen more to, under, to someone, we start to see, uh, filter in some of the yeah. things that we're saying, oh, all right, I understand where you're coming from. Right. Maybe we come from a different space, but that whole idea of coming together, you know, there are two beautiful gifts in life I feel that a peace giver can give to a world is empathy and compassion. Yes. What do you think of those gifts? Those are blessings, and those are actual resources that we all have within us that we need to use more. I mean, just point blank without sugarcoating it. We need to understand that other people feel too. Even if we don't agree with what they're saying, it means something to them and it matters to them. But it's all in the tone. Mm -hmm. It's all in the way you relay the information and the way you receive the information. We have to just take out all the hatred and the rhetoric and, mm -hmm. and the preconceived notions that we have about the person we're talking to or the race they're from or the situation we're in. Be with that person in that moment, in the now. Cut out all the noise and understand that you're talking to another human being. Liz, if you ever run for president, I'll vote for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank now, you. The next part is, who has inspired you in life, Liz? Who has shown you like the peace giver of goodness or the peace giver of hope? Uh, I have so many. I have to, there are two, so I'm going to cheat a little bit. My mom is definitely a woman who is always just like, look, don't rock the boat, don't ruffle feathers, just, you know, maybe they're having a bad day. Talk to them, because I would come home just raging about something, and my mom is always the first person to say, you know what, you don't know what that person is going through. So just take a step back, and maybe when the time is right, have a conversation with them, and maybe they're not used to that. And then you'll open up a whole new way of, of seeing things for them. And of course, my husband, Carlos Wallace, I, I don't know where I'd be without him. Um, I don't know if it's so much his image of peace for me, but it's of strength. It's of being able to, to stand up 
for myself and for others fearlessly. And I think with that, with that understanding, with that acceptance, with that not needing the validation, that will breed a peace inside me. Yeah, and I met Carlos, I could yeah. see that. Well, the person I was thinking of is Tony Bosco. I met Tony Bosco years ago, mm -hmm. and she would do retreats with me, and she's returned to the Lord this year, and I was thinking of Tony. Uh, Tony had some hardships in life. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a divorce, she never remarried, she had five children, and she tells the story, one day she came out of the post office and saw a little boy on the ground, and she said, what's the matter? And he said, oh, I don't have a home anymore. And she said, you don't? He said, well, my mother can't keep me. So she drove the little boy back to his home, and she saw that the mother felt, I can't keep him. Tony took him in. She would, years oh. ago, years later, she would adopt him. And Tony would have one son would take his life over depression, and another son and his wife were murdered. Tony Bosco forgave the man that took her son and his wife. She would kneel on the ground where it happened. She would write to the man in prison and say, no, you will stay there, but I have forgiven you. She was a woman of mercy. She was a strong woman, but her strength came from that heart of compassion that had wept many a tear about different things in life. But she was also a writer for different newspapers. And the other person interesting is my dad, who's in heaven too. And my dad was very tall, taller than me, and he'd always say, <coughs> look up. No matter what happens in life, he would tell me to look up. Amen. He said, it's easy, you know, to look down and give in. But he said, no, always look up and you'll see a new direction, a better direction. I and that. I always felt that was a good way to be peace. And we know that there's that our final thought today is when you hear the line of the prayer, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. What does that say to you today? You're a vessel. You, you have to think of yourself as a vessel. You have to think of yourself as the, the, the place, the origin from all things come. Why can't those things be about peace? Uh, teaching, informing, uh, helping people understand. You are literally responsible for everything that flows from your mouth. Everything that you think, every thought, every word, every action. That's a lot of power. Imagine what the world would be like if we all harnessed that incredible power for good and for understanding and for bringing pe people together. And you know, when you said the word power, I smiled because it wasn't a power that was overwhelming. It was a power that was encouraging, yes. empowering people. And myself, Lord, make me an instrument of peace. I was so happy that you said yes today. You're a very peaceful person to be with to talk with, and I'm sure all the people will be listening to this podcast today, you know it's about the sunny, sunshine, everyday graces, and Liz, you were that grace today, and I'm sure we'll have Liz come back again. I would love that, please do. Thank you so much. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you.